Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Career Builder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job, the skills you bring to work. And Career Builder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits, jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep? Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. Hey, everybody. This is February 2021, and I was uh, thinking about a, a post I put up about my grandmother, a black history post. And basically the post was, um, I remember the time where it was like 88 or 89, where my grandmother had came down, it was around Christmas and she was, uh, just visiting with us, playing with us and stuff. And we had coloring books. Um, and one of the coloring books was from the movie who framed Roger Rabbit. And I remember playing in the coloring books, doing the little puzzles and all that stuff they had in there and coloring. And I remember, I think I, I didn't find it until after my grandmother left because she never, never said anything about it. And what I found was that she had colored uh, the Jessica Rabbit and we had other coloring books, too. But all the characters in there, she had made them black people. She made Jessica Rabbit black. She made um, Snow White and Cinderella, uh, all wh whatever characters were in those books. She made them black people. And I remember thinking initially that's not you know like a little kid thinks like oh that's not how they look in a movie but not being a, I wasn't upset about it because I thought they looked beautiful and you know it, it was it was really cool it was really um my first my first instance of you know a seeing that my grandmother was a very good artist and b that um uh how beautiful black women could be portrayed because the black people rather because like I said she made everybody black um, but what I was thinking about today in regard to that was I was thinking even further, I wish I could have asked because people said, you know, what a teachable lesson, you know, and all that fun stuff and good for representation. And it was, it was all of those things. Um, but what, what I took the most out of it was I wish that I could have asked my, asked my grandmother why she did it, because I don't think she did it for my benefit directly because she was she wasn't coloring it in front of me i didn't even see her do it it was just her coloring just you know because she was there i guess but i don't i wish i could have asked her why she did it because i think that would have pointed to more of a even stronger lesson because i i think she did it because she she was proud of being black she wasn't ashamed of anything about her appearance in regard to being black or being a woman or anything i don't think she was ashamed of any of that and i think that to color that way is a further was a further affirmation of that fact i believe and i wish i could have asked her you know what what made her want to see those people black and i don't think it was a like a like like doing it out of anger, like some people like <laughs> like how white power is not about white, you know, celebrating 
white culture or European culture, it's about suppression and domination. Whereas black power and brown power, even, um, you know, red or yellow powers I've seen in regard to Native Americans and Asian Americans, it's about culture and it's about being proud of the heritage and being proud of the arts and being proud of the food and, you know, the all those things, the ethnicity, all of that. Um, I think it was I think it was a result of her pride in her people. And I wish I could have asked more story, more uh, more questions about what made her feel so proud about being black. What made what was her because for me, that was that was one of the earliest memories I had of being proud of being black because I, that was my grandmother and the people that she she reimagined were beautiful. So that made me proud. But I wanted to know what was her what was her proud moment what was her defining moment. I remember another story where she talked about um, she remembered taking a train. And I, I want to say that she said she was she was going either from Milwaukee to St. Louis or from St. Louis to somewhere else. But she said she remembered being a little girl being on a train with her father and she was she she didn't remember the full conversation, but she remembered having a, a brief little snippet of a conversation talking about um, where they would sit on the train. And her father was going to go to, I guess, a section and she was like, uh, Daddy, that's segregated up there. And he's like, yeah, I know. So I guess he was he was passing through a section and just for her to remember that she couldn't, you know, there the section where she could not sit and her father knew just I would I would love to to hear just how that how that impacted her. Because later in life, you know, to to color that picture like that, I mean, it, it wasn't a, a huge thing, but it was a huge thing, I think, personally for me. And I imagine for her to get to that point, something huge had to make that decision where she chose. I will I will um, be proud of who I am. And I think that I would love to. To hear what what made what 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 gave her that, because right now the the type of for it for in my generation the type of racism and bigotry that you go that i go through now or that we go through now i believe with uh excluding the police stuff is is not nearly as blatant as it was uh 30 40 50 60 70 years ago not nearly nowhere near I don't I don't expect to be walking down the street and have people throw stuff at me or look at me funny or have have me need to avert my eyes from them. I don't have any of that. I don't have any of those pressures. If I take public transportation, I don't have to sit in the back and nobody's going to nobody's going to yell out, you know, hey, you know, nobody's going to yell out that generally on on a day to day basis. People I can count on it not happening now. It still happens. Definitely. But the frequency doesn't happen as much. And I don't know if it's because the sentiment is still there in, in the people, some of the people. But I just I feel like maybe it's not socially acceptable anymore to be so overtly uh, biased. But I wish I could have could have talked to her because I know she would have 
just based on other other interactions that I had with my grandmother and how she she was not shy about anything that she believed or not shy about the people that she loved. Very vocal and very, I believe, in touch with a lot of who she was as an individual. So I would love to have had a conversation to talk to her and find out what what blackness means to her. What what does that mean to be to be black? What does it mean to draw draw women who look like that? What do, what do all those things mean? So I would have loved to to find out to to see to see what where that where that came from, because I believe I would have gotten a fantastic story. And I think that's part of the reason why I like to I like history in general, but I really, really, really enjoy black history, history about black people, the 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 the, the stories of families, the stories of experiences, the stories of triumphs, even the stories of um, uh, the stories of, you know, the failures, what, what have you. I enjoy all of those things because even even the stories from 200 years ago, uh, 300 years ago, there are still some things that are painfully um, still still similar to our everyday experience now there are some things that I can totally identify with from people who would be my my fifth or sixth six, fifth or sixth great grandparent that I could still readily identify with even to this very day and I would love to to see their stories and to hear their their day-to-day life and I think that even as much as I, I ponder why do I do the podcast or why do I write in journals or why do I write, you know, the Facebook posts that I write, all of those are coming from the same place, a desire to to explain the world from my perspective, to rationalize uh, the decisions that I made based upon the experiences and the the projected outcomes given today's climate, whatever that would be economically or racially or what have you. And I think that that even my voice, not not being a celebrity, even my voice from this time frame will speak forward to to people in future generations who wonder why would people move in the way that they move? They could they could form a better opinion about why things were the way they were, not necessarily just me as an individual, but people who live in this region or people who are about my age range. So my generation to, to some degree, of course, I don't represent all of those people, but just like, you know, the, the black history stories that I read from people, you know, in uh, early 1800s, the early 1900s don't represent all the people there, but it gives you a good snapshot of, you know, a, a good average, a good litmus test of what could have been, uh, the circumstances there. So I'm, I'm, I I wish I would have been, I wish I could have had the opportunity to, to learn more about what it is. Cause I I asked my, my parents and stuff and I I know to some degree, you know, what it, what it would have been like. And I remember having conversations with my mom about, uh, like sixties and seventies in Chicago and how I think even though there was, you know, in terms of civil rights movement, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of friction, a lot of friction there. Uh, but I think that just to have a push where it was all black people pushing for one thing, 
in within reason, all black people pushing for a similar goal, even if that wasn't the exact same process for everyone. Everyone still wanted better. They wanted uh, better schools. They wanted better access. They wanted um, better homes, better neighborhoods. They wanted better. And I think that I think that it it shapes how you how you view the world. And I think it shapes how you uh, you raise your family, because I think in that people from that generation, speaking about my mom's generation, people from that generation have a different viewpoint on community and they have a different viewpoint on what community is now. And, you know, for better or worse, is it, you know, how is it different for better or worse rather? Uh, How is it, how does it, how does it look? How does it feel? And, you know, it's, it's just interesting. So I, I, I wish for all that, that, that brief little, you know, lesson taught me for all of that, it, um, I wish I could have I asked her more just to just to see what 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 made her tick on that regard. Now, I know uh, from a Christian perspective, I know a lot about her because we attended a lot of church services, a lot of uh, different programs and stuff. My mom could tell stories, but I wish I could have asked her more about the the black experience, her her black experience, rather, because I think I would have gotten fantastic stories and. I think that's the reason why I write, because I think that the stories are important because they help us. Even if you don't know the person, just their story and their experience can help you kind of navigate where you are, even if it's, you know, 200 years later. So those were just some of the stuff that I was thinking about in regard to uh, black history and regard to my grandmother. And uh, yeah, that's it. So you guys take it easy. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.